I'm just like, what do I do now? Like, what, like what happens now? Is this uh, tattoo worthy? Um, I, I'm a, I'm a hoe. <laughs> I mean, that's really the distinction. Maybe a, maybe a henna, <laughs> something that will fall off afterwards. Okay, all right, you know, all right. you know what I'll do now that I'm on Instagram. Are you tattooed out? I'll do an Instagram story and and do it. Say I am a hoe, and then it will go away, right? According to you, like it won't be there forever. Correct. So I'll do that. No, <laughs> no, I'm not. I, I, well, I'm not tattooed out. My wife is tired of me getting tattoos, so I will. I will probably. Okay. I, you know what? How about I'll make this pledge here? If I live to seventy, I'll get another tattoo. How's that? What? What if Tomato Hope cracks the top ten? If no, not the crap. No, she's she's definitely. Good. How about this? How about this? If Tomato Ho wins the world championship, I'll get a tattoo. About to leave, already packing. Come with me, I'm not really asking. We'll get away to a place where we don't know. What about this? This call is being recorded. Fans, we are back for another edition of the weekly roundup, catching up on the headlines, results, and news from the professional squash tour. We missed our regular Monday record sesh. So this is a little makeup session. Um, and this we're not just talking about the makeup that Bill and I did uh, with the little spat that we had the other week. But um, yeah. anyway, we're doing a makeup episode. We from missed that. it. What, what, why, why did we miss it? Good, for good reason. For good reason. Because I was traveling, um, unfortunately. Yeah. And uh, Monday Monday was, uh, was, a, was a travel day for me and with all the airline delays and whatnot. Um, <laughs> I, I definitely couldn't make it in plus I was shot. But uh, and no, no PJ today, Connor. That's 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 really the headline, right? Like, where's it's true? Yeah, <laughs> watch everyone tune out. Okay, see, see you guys. No, no, stay, stay. PJ's gonna jump on later when he. Oh, he, there he, you go. Yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah. He's just a little bit delayed, like last time. And and if he doesn't, I'll say things like controversy, and um, we'll say, oh yeah, there was a little controversy in at that tournament, and I'll say I'm going to get myself some vitamin D when he talks about being outside. That's pretty so, good. Yeah, not bad. That's pretty good. Pretty good PJ the- invitation, right? Well, then you just need to add in the half five, like those kind of expressions. <laughs> that that way, you know, you've made it. I listen, I listen back sometimes, and I sometimes have no idea what PJ's saying. I realize that also. So he obviously knows more about well, squash than either one of us. But uh, his, yeah, I, I sometimes I listen, and it's like somebody's talking in a different language. I like when he says well, controversy, though. That's yeah. my that's my favorite. The nice thing on podcasts like this, you can get subtitles, so yeah. it really helps. Yeah. So, um. Uh, things going on in the squash world. The Euro teams just started um, and the U.S. nationals are happening. So that's that's yeah. uh, a little bit closer to home. Um, just just uh, we could quickly touch on the uh, on the European uh, teams. I don't have a, a lot on them. Very hard to follow. Um, tournament software, I think, is the people who are, they're using to uh, to um, to do the draws uh, and trying to figure out anything out on that is, is, is a nightmare. And so the only, the only thing I have, because I, I have no idea what the European teams even is, to be honest with you. I mean, obviously it's, it's the, <laughs> the countries from Europe, but it seems awful one-sided uh, be, uh, England and France look like the only, the only squads that really have <laughs> any players of, uh, of note on them. Uh, but my favorite part was um, Mohamed El Shabagi. And I don't know if he was going to the airport or whether he had just arrived at the, um, in Helsinki where they're being played. And he was walking in uh walking and talking kind of like an Aaron Sorkin uh, TV show um, and said uh, 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 here at the uh, Euro world teams, this is, this is the best team I've ever been a part of. <laughs> so, so quite a troll by MES because um, it, and of course led me to dive in. I know he didn't play a lot for the uh, Egyptian national teams because of his, uh, his military service issues, but um, 
<laughs> he did play on the 2011 World Championship team with Rami Hisham and Karim Darwish. So I'm not sure, just not sure if that's better than the Charlie Lee, Patrick Rooney, Nick Wall, Curtis Curtis Malik teams he has now. I think it would probably be a tough, probably come down to the last match, right? I mean, it would come down yeah. to to like you know Rami Rami against Nick Wall. I mean, it would be a, t- a coin flip, right? So I I could see what he's talking about. It's definitely. A- <laughs> yeah. No, I think. Uh, through the lens of caliber, I think he's completely off. Through the lens of, you know, how well do they get along? <laughs> exactly. Probably, yes, exactly. I'm, I'm sure that's it. Um, I'm sure Mohammed has had um, has had league teams that are better than his English team that he's playing with on the on the Euro, oh no doubt in the Euro, no Euro doubt. teams 2023. So we look forward to the results of that. Um, if anyone knows how to file tournament software and figure out who's playing who and who's winning, please send me a, like, if there's like a, um, I don't know, a, a what do they call it? Cliff notes, um, whatever it is, some cheat sheet, some cheat sheet, a video, just some way to follow that software. I, I don't know if it's a Morse same, code. I think it's the same software they used during the British junior open, which is a freaking, was a nightmare, absolute nightmare. So I look forward to, uh, I look forward to, um, uh, the squash site ladies, um, tweets about how hard it is to follow they use google docs just to <laughs> exactly um also also going on uh as we speak are the u.s nationals so actually u.s nationals are pretty solid this year a full men's 32 draw i don't know if it's been quite some time i can't in my memory connor uh don't ever remember a full 32 draw for the u.s men's nationals so we're looking at uh the number one yeah. seed Shaq Khan, uh and then we have uh andrew douglas defending champion um Timmy Brownell and uh, and um, either either um, Spencer Lovejoy or Harity, and then obviously the semis and the finals should be a good battle. I could I couldn't tell you right now. Typically, back in the day, it was hey Julian Illingworth is going to win this, and then it was hey Todd Harry's going to win this, and then Chris Hansen um, jumped in and won a championship, and then last year we had Timmy Brownell um, surprise everyone and and take home the title. So um, uh, to me, it's a coin flip. I'm not sure who's playing the best squash. Um, so. It, number one seed is Shakan, so we'll see uh, if it, if the seedings work out. Yeah, it's interesting when you see them, uh, you know, country mates sort of compete on the tour and how far they get in draws versus when you when you get down to just that country. I mean, arguably, Timmy Brownell has been having um, a lot of success, so I'd I'd say he's the the one to watch here. Um, but we haven't had a I haven't seen a head to head. Uh, of some of these in quite a quite a bit so yeah always interesting yeah never i know we know who pj is rooting for that's the key that's true <laughs> he's yeah. got, he's got his timmy brownell shirt on uh, and he, yeah. he's sitting at home watching the stream intently i'm sure <clears throat> hoping for no con- con- controversy sure but on the women's side i mean that is that's a p a, so- yeah. a solid psa event on the women's side right i mean right uh, uh, amanda uh, it, it, in the end it's going to come down the semis amanda sabrina semis um, which is good. yeah, Sobi Sobi versus the Olivias Sobe, in the Sobe. semifinals. Yep, yep. Unless, unless something really really odd happens, those will be the semifinals, and uh, just a treat, right? I mean, if you get Olivia versus Olivia, Victor versus uh, Klein, and uh, and Amanda versus Sabrina, it, uh, it doesn't get much better than that. I did watch a bit of the the, the uh, stream yesterday, and you could hear the. Um, it, it was funny because. I remember we had Olivia on our show and she complained, didn't complain, but mentioned that people mispronounce her name all the time. And I've, I had never really seen that before. I've already always seen people call her Victor. I, I don't know what the referee was calling her yesterday, but it was not really? Victor. Oh, it was really funny. Yeah. And, and she, <laughs> she didn't say anything, obviously, but he was like, he was like, uh, fight Fletcher, Fletcher to serve. It was, 
Yeah. <laughs> he was he was butchering Did- it to death. No matter how it shakes out, I think we'll get outstanding um, uh, semifinals and finals uh, for the U.S. Nationals, which is great. So, Well, unless there's anything else, I do want to get kind of to uh, part of the meat of this this episode. That wasn't the meat? No, no I think that was the amuse-bouche. Uh, I want to hear about your Florida trip. Oh, yeah, Florida last week. Yeah, yeah I remember. I remember, so, I remember that. So question. Yes. Because, um, you know, this basically is all about your performance. Yeah. How did you feel about your performance in terms of, you know, bringing the energy, bringing the getting the crowd pumped up? And how many names did you, you know, what was the percentage of names that you you aced? Uh, Connor, I would say that, yes, I, I think I did. I, I, humble brag, I think I did a good job uh, getting the crowd into it. Because um, you, you were proud of your performance? I, I was happy with my performance. You never happy, proud, happy with my performance. Um, okay, the stream this the quality of the stream wasn't great. Like the, the acoustics, as we talked about, uh, after I did the first, um, the, the quarterfinals, I went back and watched the, um, the stream. And uh, what, what, what did you call it a single feed mic and a double feed mic? I forget what the two the terms. <laughs> yeah. Were. So um, what we were talking about is sometimes when you're taking the audio from the stream Mm -hmm. is it's only getting the audio um the ambient audio from what's going on in the crowd and that can be hard to hear typically what you're doing for a higher level production is you're taking a a direct feed into the stream and so whatever the audience is hearing is also what the uh in in this venue is also hearing what the stream would hear so it's a dual input or multi-switcher and it's it's another layer of production which is what um Squash and TV, Squash TV usually helps. Right. So yeah, a lot, a lot, a lot of noise outside the courts because obviously all the courts are are uh, active while this is going on for the for the quarters and the semis. Anyways, for the finals, they stopped that and the sound was a bit better. But overall, to answer your question, I'm pretty sure I announced I pronounced um, the only real hiccup could have been Watanabe. And as PJ corrected me last week, it's not Watanabe. So I was very focused on Satomi Watanabe, who ended up winning the tournament actually, um, and. My bugaboo, um, Siva Sangari Sub Romanian. I I gotta say, I, I I tweeted that I got her name right eighty percent of the time. I think I got it right hundred percent of the time. So it's humble. humble. Yeah, I think I got it right hundred percent of the time. Uh, I and I even used the Sangari. I even went full Sangari, as I said. Uh, I didn't even like skip Sangari for fear that I would say Sangria. Uh, no, so, no Sylvia slip ups here. No, no Sylvia slip ups. Um, yeah, no, I think I, I think I was very, very solid when it came to name, name pronunciation. Again, not that difficult because I only did from the quarters on and a lot of the players whose names I didn't know, like who people I didn't know uh, by looking at them had been eliminated. So I did have one freeze moment um, in the quarters with Farida Mohammed. And I for, totally forgot her name, but I know who Farida Mohammed is. So I was able to glance over and see her waiting and uh, and say, say Farida uh, Conjure up Freedom Muhammad's name. <laughs> well, and so uh, you, you, who remind me who was in the finals? Give uh, us a little bit of the. Uh, we had um, uh, Freedom Muhammad uh, playing um, Satomi Watanabe in the final. Uh, the the real story of the event, like what came out of that event, um, and we we'll get into some of the um, out, outside the court stuff uh, with like the Kinetic uh, Club and how cool it was and whatnot. But uh, in the meat of the tournament, obviously. The big news that came out of there is the semifinal between Frida Muhammad and Siva, um, two college rivals playing each other. Um, there were during the CSA year, um, they split. Um, uh, Siva won the first match, Farida won in the CSAs in, in the Nationals. But I guess both matches, unbeknownst to me, had a, as PJ would say, both of those matches during the season were not without their controversy. 
um, mm-hmm. I guess, uh, because Siva was just coming off her injury. And uh, I don't know if you know Farida's game at all. She is physical. Not a- Physical. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. She's, she's, she's like I mean, a saw level. Physical? Oh, she's a saw level physical. If she was no ra- way. No, d- dude, if she was ranked higher, the controversies that we would be talking about with her would, would rival what we're talking about with us all. If she was like in the top really? five. Yeah, she's. She, as, How is she off the court? Is she nice? Or? I don't know her. I mean, I can imagine. <laughs> I, I would guess she's probably a handful off the court, like for, for Coach Sakvi. I mean, I'd love to get him on and have him see if he could. Maybe after she graduates, he could uh, he, he could be bluntly honest. Like, what was it like having Farida, Farida Muhammad on your team? Because um, <laughs> I can imagine she could be a challenge. She definitely has a personality and uh, is. Um, but yeah, big big physical player and not afraid to use her body and <laughs> argues with the refs incessantly. I mean, incessantly. Wow. And uh, I was like, she, she actually turned the crowd against her, which not easy to turn the crowd against you in a 30 K where most of the fans don't know either player. Right. It's not like there was a hometown person they were rooting for. They, she, they basically, she basically turned everyone into Siva and Wata, Watanabe fans. <laughs> really? So, but it like, I think we have a sense of how that happens with Asal, but but t- like, what was she? How did that look like on site? I think it was just because she was nonstop complaining about referee calls, and the referee calls were very. I mean, they uh, uh, Charlie Hooten, uh, who is one of the pros down there at Kinetic, uh, refereed the majority of the matches, especially in the semis and the finals. And I thought he was excellent. He was excellent, very decisive in his calls, and um, I didn't see a lot that was wrong. But Farida descent 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 and it was like at, at some point yeah. especially in the semifinal, it became almost where it was ruining the match what what should have been a fantastic match no watch. conduct warnings at all she got a conduct warning in the final but by that time that ship had sailed she should have been conducted um pretty severely in the semis i thought anyways that the descent sure. was like just complaining about everything at, but coming out of it siva obviously uh obviously farita won the semi against siva and uh siva uh tweeted out that uh you know something about uh, is this rugby or is this squash the, was there a reply the it, well the instagram the instagram war started uh that night and um i i was i thought you weren't even on instagram i am i got on instagram because of the instagram no well because people Come are on, Bill. well the, that next morning people are asking me like hey did you guys see did you see and i was like what was it on facebook <laughs> you know me 90 year old me my dad calls it FaceTube, yeah. so at least you're ahead of me. Yeah, yeah. Was it, you know, was was it on? I, I didn't see it. I watched, I looked at MySpace this morning. I didn't see anything. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so I got on Instagram and um, uh, Siva had had um, had um, posted. Uh, by the way, you have to show me how to find posts on Instagram because I find the people, but it's just all pictures. <laughs> is there a way to, like, look up what people posted? That that are That is We'll go through it offline. Yeah, yeah. Let's, okay, good. Because I could. Those are those are what you might be talking about is stories. Yes, stories yes. only last twenty four hours. Okay, so when it you on, when you go on somebody's Instagram profile and it just shows a bunch of pictures, like like what what, what how do you find out like what they what they're saying like? <laughs> so to, to, there's there's um there's their posts, which is it's all video, it's all imagery based, right? Okay. So, um. What they've added is like reels, which is again just one tab over. But what what is disappearing and what the screenshots you sent me was what called stories, and uh, those only last twenty four hours. Oh. So if you don't see it in the moment, it's gone. It's gone. Got yeah. it. Got it. Unless that they've saved it 
and then you can see underneath it. But most people don't save them. Okay. So it's got so it's part of that is the incentive to uh, done by um, Instagram to get people to tune back in. Got it. Pretty smart. Got me to tune back in. Exactly. So, yeah. so either way, Siva Siva's um, post was apologies to the locals who made their feelings about this match very clear, and she, that was to my point that they were not happy with uh, with Farida's. I think it was more Farida's uh, behavior, like dissent than anything else. She says the majority of players know that our conduct, particularly at smaller or newer events, can impact promoters holding tournaments again in the future. So that was uh, Siva's take on the match, and granted, she 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 didn't win. So um, so yeah, it's always. So the you, bitter pill, the like bitter, coming the, in second. But Siva was, I mean, Farida was not going to let that lie. So Farida went off on Instagram reels, stories, or posts, or whatever it is you're calling them. Uh, her, she said, "I've and this is this is the best. I, I really the, the best part. Wait for the wait for the finish. Come for the beginning. Wait for the finish. I've never commented in a bad way about a player I've shared the court with, no matter what happens or what the result is. But sometimes you just got to show them what they can't see." What a shame to share the court with such a player who almost hit me on purpose and still thinks I'm the quote unquote unprofessional one. We played three times, which in two, she was disrespectful. One to my coach and the other to me, an absolute disgrace. So uh, all good. So that, that I guess harkens back to, um, to, to, to their college rivalry. She says they played three times in which two were disrespectful. So the one must not have been disrespectful. I wish, I wish we could have seen that one. Um, so as you mentioned, you just got out of an injury, and this is this is directly to Siva. Now, this is Siva Sangari Sub Romania, who had a horrific car accident, right, like ten months ago, mm-hmm. and she's back on court. And obviously, you know, I don't care who you are, and you know what what state you're in. She had a very horrific car accident, so her body. She's probably still a little concerned about her body and whatnot. So, either way, it's not to me. It was something you shouldn't touch. But here, here's here's Farida. As you mentioned, and this is to Siva, you just got out of an injury. So if you can't handle intense professional squash, which wasn't dangerous from your opponent, quote unquote. Oh, I'm sorry, in parentheses, then I would suggest you take a break until you are fully recovered. <laughs> but then she ends it, regardless, wish you a full recovery. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I love it. It's like the no offense, but no offense, but you shouldn't be out here if you don't feel you're ready to to get bounced around by me, who's three times the size of you and get hammered around the court by me. But and if you can't handle that, maybe take some more time off. But I wish you a full recovery. Yeah. <laughs> so I like the petty wars uh, in infiltrating women's squash. It's um, you know, there's not enough of that. We we we're, we have our fill of uh of the uh, Mustafa Asal stuff. So this is uh, it's it's good to see it in, infiltrate over. Over to the other, uh, to the other tour other side. Yeah, uh, and you know, just it's good to see some balance back. You know, the 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 men's tour was getting all the attention. So yeah, yeah. I, and like I said, if Farida was a top five player, we would be reading nothing about. We would be reading a lot about Farida because Farida, Farida bounces people. Up. Farida's physical. Um, Farida uh, asks for a lot of lets that aren't there. She asks for a lot of strokes that aren't there. She's a uh, not she's very talented very very yeah talented, i but, mean but not not she, not not enjoyable to watch from a fan's perspective for sure still while in college she's 17 in the world yeah, yeah so yeah so i mean i guess we'll have to wait to see them on the psa tour play again so the next PSA time we tour. see their draws we next thing uh we see a confluence of uh of siva and uh farida circle circle that and make sure you watch the streams because there should be fireworks for sure i like you well 
whether you're emceeing or not, I think you should get a, a live stream going I, about it. You know, you know? And, and actually watch the live stream and comment on it. I think that's a great idea, Connor. Exactly. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. So, yeah. So, so, so and then that, that, in, in the end, Satomi uh, Watanabe turned out to be the class of the tournament in, in the end. Anyways, she took Farida apart in the finals. I mean, took her apart. And granted, um, Satomi had, didn't have to play a semi because Emily Whitlock pulled out uh, in, of the semis. And so she had a walkover. So a little bit more rest for Satomi. But Satomi was on fire in the finals and showed me, she showed me, Connor, why she was the MVP of the 2022 Women's World Team Championships. I, I was a I was not a Satomi believer until then. Now you're a believer. I am a believer. I'm a believer. Yes, Satomi. I like uh, it. I'm, I'm a I'm a Satomi. I'm a, I'm a Satomi convert. I like it. Well, that was all sort of the color on the action that we could see. But mm -hmm. you know, when you're at these events and especially in these roles, there's uh, the behind the curtains or what what the yep. fans don't see. So. Uh, there, I imagine there's always some highlights. I would say the the biggest highlight was meeting, not obviously meeting Janashia, <laughs> our girl Janashia. I, I, <laughs> so I, 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 um, she retweeted um, one of our listeners um, uh, based on our yellow paint um, uh, discussion three or four episodes back. Um, that was, you know, that was a John Ashia shoot about, about uh, Vincent Van Gogh that you guys didn't believe me. Well, you, you interpreted it that way. I interpreted it that way. Correctly. And, uh, correctly, of course. And one, one of our, uh, one of our um, listeners um, has a wife who is, I believe, a psychologist and named her, uh, her, her practice yellow paint based on oh, the no John Ashia tweet and, ba and based no on way. Our, yes. And based on our podcast. This is a hang on. This is a recent naming of a practice yes, based on our podcast. Are you saying that we're making a difference in the world? We're making a we're difference in the world. We're packing uh, the so, world. I'm sorry, I didn't tell you this, Connor. So, so uh, wow. one, of our, one of our listeners' wife is a psychologist, and basically because he listens to our podcast, this is where he gets all his life advice and his news and and everything. This, um, he his wife named her practice Yellow Paint. Uh, pretty good name for a uh, for a psycho, uh, you know, a practice such as that. So she tweeted at Jana Shia that she named the practice based on the podcast. So that alerted, not that Jana Shia wasn't a huge fan beforehand. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Look, I mean, she was obviously tuning in from the beginning, obviously. She, yeah, yeah. She's, a, she, she's, she's an OG, OG squash radio listener. Um, but uh, no, so it became to uh, Jana's attention that, uh, that she was mentioned in our podcast. So I tweeted at her and she said, where is it on the podcast? I tweeted at her, you know, telling her to listen, blah, blah. So show up at, at the event and, um, Saw Jana there, uh, approached her as she saw the, you know, a, a crazy old man uh, coming up to her. She obviously a little nervous at first, but then I said, I'm um, Buck Squash from Twitter, uh, Bill Buckingham, really, uh, from Squash Radio. And she couldn't have been nicer. She was yeah. very excited, very excited to meet me, um, um, said she had been listening to the podcast, reiterated that I was 100% correct about my Van Gogh take, um, which which I, I had never doubted. Um but yeah, just and I invited her to come on the podcast. She's uh, will come on anytime we want. So maybe after the world championship, let her focus on the world championship, and we'll we'll get her on the podcast. She uh she is a fun player to watch, man. She she shoots. If you ever want to see a player who goes for it on every shot, John Ashia is your player. I mean, she really? does not she does not mess around. And when she's on, she's on. And when she's off, she hits the ten a lot. <laughs> so yeah, but uh. Uh, one other thing about Jana, she, had, she wears a lot of earrings. So 
I counted, and not that not that I was staring at her ears, but it's pretty hard to miss. She must have had like, no lie, twenty some odd earrings in each ear, like all the way from the tip of the ear all the way down to the lobe earrings. Wow. Yeah. So that <laughs> I don't know if we need that. Feels like much. it'd be dis- distracting, but she actually had a a very 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 good chance to advance, um, and, and played very well. Had had a couple five gamers. Um, fun to watch. I'm a, I'm a big Janashia fan, so it was great to meet her again. It was a it was a um a, I I got to see Farida, who we talk about on the podcast all the time, Jana, who we talk about on the podcast all the time, uh, Satomi, who we talk about on the podcast all the time, all there in color in person. So it was it's cool mm-hmm. to see all of them in one spot. It, just imagine if uh, Tomato Ho had been there. That would have been the, you know. Yeah, we're gonna. Yeah, so we'll get to Tomato Ho at the end. At the end of this, I have I have a little bit of bad news about Tomato Ho. So um, we'll we'll talk we'll talk okay. about her at the very end of the podcast. So um, but otherwise, um, awesome club. Kinetic is. Uh, I mean, there, it's a great club. Fantastic club. Um, uh, w- did you end up playing Padel? Did you try it? I did. I didn't play, but I did hit. I did pick up a racket okay, and, did hit, and? And, did, and did strike the ball. It's interesting. The, the racket is heavy. Um, well, it's foam filled, but it's heavier than a squash racket. How's that? Sure. So, yeah. So, uh, but it, when you make contact with the ball, you don't feel it. Isn't that? It's really odd, right? Yeah. I was expecting to like strike the ball because it's like a tennis ball you're playing with, right? Correct. And it, it, but a bit bouncier, it seems. And um, I was afraid uh, when I hit it. Like, deflated. Is it? Wow, yeah. it flew. It flew. The difference is the surfaces that it's hitting. Oh, okay. Interesting. Yeah. So it's a deflated uh, tennis ball, but because of the AstroTurf plus the glass, it, it feels like it's flying around faster. Got it. Got it. Interesting. Yeah. So I was expecting like when I struck the ball at first, of course, it's being being a short paddle. The first thing I did, it, I tried to hit one off my hand and completely whiffed because yeah, it's, yeah, it's, yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. So you, then you got to be like, well, you're not using, you're not hitting a squash ball here. So it felt kind of dumb doing that. I'm sure I'm not the first person for that to that ever to happen to. Um, yeah. But I was also expecting like shooting pains up my elbow and shoulder by once I struck it based on the yeah. feel. But the foam inside the paddle absorbs everything. Doesn't it feel like it's you just find the sweet spot? Yeah. all the time it felt like yeah. when i hit a which is rare but when you hit a driver and you just kind of effortlessly hit it clean and it just mm. bounces off like that's, yep. that's what it feels like yeah for sure and I, I also i got the chance to watch um four very good club players you know not professionals but basically the equivalent of like 5-0 squash players playing against each other man it's a fun sport to watch it's yeah. really fun to watch it's it's yeah. <laughs> you know people compare it to pickleball it's not even close I mean, it's not even close. I totally agree. Totally agree. So what, what, um, have you played platform tennis or paddle tennis? I, I, I've, I've never played, I'm, I am at my age, I'm so fearful of, of paddle because, uh, all I read about is people like ripping their Achilles playing paddle at my yeah. age. So a hundred percent. And that's why I think paddle actually is the purest racket sport. And part of it is in paddle tennis, um, the, 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 the racket's very light and the balls are very heavy. So it's the mm-hmm. inverse versus Padel is a little bit heavier racket, but the ball is lighter. So you actually, you can control it. Right. Right. Yeah. So that was cool seeing that, um, um, uh, the glass court, glass court at kinetic is so solid. So, so well set up for a PSA event. You could see the ball very well. Uh, the orange colors, colors. uh, just incredible orange and black like that. It's just phenomenal. Absolutely phenomenal. And it's big there. Like, so like the space, it's like a big warehouse, basically, that used to be, I guess, tennis courts. And now has the squash courts in there, the padel court, 
and then obviously the glass court. And there is so much room to move around. It's so spacious. Um, and you're in you're in Florida. I mean, it's 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 April. It's April. I can imagine how nice it must be there, like in the dead of winter when it's so yeah. miserable everywhere else. So um, also cool. Um, there while the while the match matches are gone, and we have Diego Elias. Uh, grinding away on one court, getting ready for the world championships. And on the court next to him, we have Amanda Sobey grinding away in another court, getting ready for the world championships while there's a woman's 30K happening on the glass court. So um, for squash fans down in that area, I'm not sure they're they're quite appreciative of what they have there. But it, I mean, for any, um, you know, someone from, you know, the a squash hotbed walking into that, be like, where am I? I mean, it's pretty amazing and uh, credit to what Whale Hindi has done and um, getting the support from people to really invest in the um, where squash is now and the future of squash. But also some some news um, or what can you share about the other PSA events that might be happening coming down the pike? Yeah, so I'm hearing that uh, they're going to be doing in uh, January, uh, January 2024, going to be doing a men's and women's gold event there, which <laughs> I'll tell you what, that place will be buzzing and it's got, it could definitely absorb that kind of crowd. So it will be a buzzing, buzzing atmosphere. Picture like Jahan Zeb's club in Houston, but with more space. Right, right. So, yeah, so it should be, should be, that should be a fantastic event. And I'll tell you what, um, the players will be flocking down there because it's January and you're going oh. to go to Florida. So it's not like you have to fly to Mauritius or anything like that, or to any other, like right. to the South of France to get some warm weather in January. Um, yeah. you, you are go, get the chance to go down to the uh, Boynton beach, Delray beach area, which, uh, you know what? Amanda moved down that area and I saw her down there and I was like, uh, I'm a convert. <laughs> right. You walk, out right. Of, you walk out of that club, you know, you, you're like in shorts and a t-shirt and you're like, wow, this is an incredible, incredible spot to be in. Yeah, they're going to get um, oversubscribed for sure for that event. <laughs> the Delray Beach area, Connor, just absolutely incredible. Um, the beach, the pool, the food. I mean, just a, a, if, if you ever want to go on vacation. Yeah, what's the Florida, one meal? What's the one meal? So I had I had actually four good meals there, four like great dinners there. I didn't have but a bat, a dog. So is there one, though, if you had to pick one, you're like destination worthy? Yeah, well, this is kind of because my wife and I have been there on vacation before. And so we we um, there's there's a um, a place that's uh, a Japanese restaurant there. It's like a yakitori restaurant. And I went there uh, the first night. It was kind of like, what is the yakitori? uh, Like um, like meat on a stick, basically. Okay, like Japanese shish kebab. So huh, I call it, I call it, I call it Yakatoriville. I don't really know the name of the restaurant. I should probably look it up. Um, and uh, so they shout have dumplings. Out. Shout out. They have dumplings in Yakatori. So you sit at the bar and the food's very good there and it's very reasonably priced. And um, I had um, pork belly Yakatori, beef Yakatori, had um, pork steamed dumplings, just, just off the chain. But I also had, they have a, a, do you know what a hawker market is? No. So in Singapore, I guess is where they're famous. Um, you walk into, and I guess everywhere in Singapore, I've never been there, but from all the all the travel shows I watch, um, you walk into these places in uh, in Singapore, and there's basically food stalls everywhere, and you go up to each every food stall and order like basically Singaporean street food, and um, it's supposed to be like a huge part of the uh, Singaporean culture, where a lot of people don't even cook in Singapore because these things are so ubiquitous. So they opened up a hawker market in um, uh, called Hawkers, anyways, in Delray. And uh, although it wasn't food stalls, it was basically Asian street food and also phenomenal soup dumplings, um, bao buns, things like that. So I had a dinner there. Also phenomenal. Ate dinner at uh, El Camino, a Mexican restaurant, had tamales there, their homemade salsas. Also 
ridiculously excellent. And my final meal, which it, my favorite bar in Delray Beach is called Johnny Brown's. It's a little dive bar on the main Atlantic Avenue drag that has a band all the time. And uh, they have burgers and wings. And so I had my burgers and wings at, uh, at Johnny Brown's to end the uh, to end the trip. So a uh, put it this way. <laughs> I've, I've, I've emceed some, some great events. You know, I've done Houston, obviously I've been to black ball, I've done the windy city open. Um, it's going to be hard to top Delray beach. <laughs> yeah, I can imagine. I can imagine. Um, and by the way that you just described the complete opposite of my weekend. <laughs> really? Why? Well, I was doing the fast, the three day oh, fast. That's right. That's right. How did that go? Um, it, it was, it was good. I mean, you know, the first, 48 hours were kind of like, um, this is my third time doing a long fast. And I was like, oh, easy. I got this. And then the day three, it's kind of, um, and I haven't personally ran a marathon, but so it's only what described of like hitting the wall, mm-hmm. you know? So day three, getting into the last, you know, those last four hours before the fast is over is, is pretty challenging. Um, you just, you're, you're kind of, your focus goes down really around food, your energy levels start dipping. Mm-hmm. Um, but, um, it, it was good. And I, and I was talking with someone who's actually done seven day fast or 10 day fast. And they always say that the hardest part is that kind of three or four day period. Once you get through that, your body adjusts, but, um, yeah, no, it's, it's good to do. It's a good reminder of, I'm, I really want to incorporate it, uh, doing it once a quarter, if not more. I mean, it's, it's a good your, practice. Your own Ramadan. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. so um, when you were, a lot of people commented to me during that segment of the podcast last week when you were talking about this, like I was like, oh my god, I almost cut it all out. That's how like I was like, this is this is so uninteresting. But people were commenting to me saying, wow, yeah, I do that too. And other people were saying, wow, that's really uh, interesting. It's never something I'd never thought of. I've heard of uh, intermittent fasting, but doing the whole uh, the whole fasting for the weekend question. What yeah. uh, what gluten free delicacy did you eat afterwards? What was your first thing you ate when you were oh, done? Yeah, I did. Um... It's a problem with you is you could like if I did something like that, I would like have like a large sausage pizza from Peppy's or something, and you're sure. not gluten free. Like, what do you what do you do? Yeah, I mean, what you want to do is you kind of clear your stomach out, and that you really want to put um, that first thing of it is like soil that you're putting good soil in. So you're 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 focused. Um, on good probiotics, natural stuff. So it's like a big salad, uh, avocados, um, a little bit of um, uh, kimchi, uh, salmon. Uh, it sounds salad. like my diet. It sounds like a diet. <laughs> it's like a diet. Oh, it was awesome. It was awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Last night I made another good salad with, uh, but it was like all, all meat. Oh was, my God. Uh, so you go. <laughs> I mean, not all meat. I, it was a salad with meat. It was awesome. With- all right. All right. I mean, it's not exactly what I would do coming off a fast, but it sounds like it's working for you. Did you, did you weigh yourself afterwards, by the way, the weight after was, the fast? Yeah, the weight wasn't that much. I mean, that's, it's sort like of how a, much, how much? Well, I've, when I've done it before, there was almost like a nine to 12 pound swing. Right. For fat, Con- when fat Connor was doing it, like you yeah, must have lost ne- more weight, right? Now that you're yeah, not ne- you're a thin Connor again. Right. So it was, it was negligible. No offense, um, by the way. <laughs> it was negligible. I mean, it's, it's. I mean, the swing was like five or six pounds, but that happens regularly. So that, again, it's really more about the what it does to your body internally, and yeah. it really it's pretty amazing. So, would you say the, the biggest you- thing that you you might actually enjoy this for is, and I haven't had a drink yet, but it, it you're able to process alcohol more effectively, meaning you don't get drunk quicker. 
meaning your hangovers are less because your oh. liver's getting a um, a repair. Oh, interesting. Yeah. 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 So uh, yeah, because I'm so prone to. I was so good in Delray Beach. I didn't. I had. I think the max I had. Uh, well, actually, before the final, I guess I, the night before the final, I ran into some weird people at a bar who ended up uh, kind of being interested in my my MC Sass squash squash really? stories. And yeah, and I ended up drinking way way too much. But the final wasn't until like one o'clock the next day, so I had plenty of time to recover. But um, but otherwise, I was I was pretty tame there. Um, I was going to ask you do do you feel that me and not that I was overtly mean to you about being you being fat, um, but referring to how obese you were, do you feel that that like helped you turn the corner into where you are now or no, you just basically did it for your own. It had oh, nothing 100%. to do with it. Nothing okay. to do with you. It did point out was like, you care a lot about health is what it pointed out to me. I have a tough time being around fat people. <laughs> so, yeah. so wrapping this up and well, uh, although, um, apologize for the listeners who couldn't have, uh, cause PJ wasn't here. Um, yeah, Monday. Oh, Monday. Wait, he might be joining. Uh, uh, oh, oh no, 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 we ran out of time. No. We ran out of time. Oh, ran out of time. All right, next time. <laughs> but uh, he we is will in have for Monday. He is in for Monday. The World Team Championship preview come out Monday night. Uh, the I mean the World the World Championship preview in Chicago will come out Monday evening. PJ will be here and we'll go through the draws uh, with a fine tooth comb. We'll also um um talk about the the U.S. Nationals and see if any controversy happened. Controversy happened uh, during that. Um, but speaking about the world championships, this is where the bad news comes into play. Tomato Ho. So as you know, and in in the in the podcast world, I'm I'm I would say I'm the number one Tomato Ho fan in, in the podcast world, if not on the whole the world of squash. Right? Would you? Except for the the maybe Tomato's family is a big, our bigger fans, possibly. Agreed. Okay. So unfairly, in my opinion, and I know draws are done based on seating and there's a little randomization to it. Maybe you could explain, you know who Tomato Ho has on May 3rd in, no. uh, in the first round of the uh, world championships? No. Amanda oh, hang so- on. Amanda Sobe. Amanda Sobe. So as part of, and I, I, I named this myself and I know I, I had, I, believe me, you know me, Connor, I have a good imagination when it comes to branding and like able slogans and things like that. So based off like, you know, um, the Bayhive for Beyonce and the Swifties, you know, the, the, the big fans of, uh, of Taylor Swift. I am a hoe. <laughs> Took a lot of thought, but the, I am a hoe. I mean, let's, let's face it. I am a hoe. So, uh, rooting for her. Uh, I'm just like, what do I do now? Like, wh- like what happens now? Is, like, is, uh, uh, is this a uh, tattoo worthy? Um, I, I'm a, I'm a hoe. <laughs> I mean, that's really the distinction. Maybe a, maybe a henna, <laughs> something that will fall off afterwards. Okay, all right, you know, all right. you know what I'll do now that I'm on Instagram. I'll, Are you tattooed out? I'll do an Instagram story and, and and do it. Say I am a hoe, and then it will go away, right? According to you, like it won't be there forever. Correct. So I'll do that. No, um, no, not ta- no, <laughs> no, I'm not. I, 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 well, I'm not tattooed out. My wife is tired of me getting tattoos, so I will. I will probably. Okay. I, you know what? Maybe how about I'll make this pledge here. If I live to seventy, I'll get another tattoo. How's that? What what if um if Tomato Ho cracks the top ten? If to, no, not the crap. No, she's she's definitely. How about this? How about this? If Tomato Ho wins the world championship, I'll get a tattoo. Okay. Okay. So, but the question is now. So Amanda Sobe, obviously U.S. U.S. number one, a, a, a has a chance to win the world championship. And what? How great would that be for U.S. squash and for Amanda Sobe personally? Um, yeah. So and she's coming up against my favorite player. So, um, like, like, what do I do at this point? Like, what? Who? who, who do I just not watch that match and just? I just think like so. Close, I think, and then, yeah. then the morning wake up and just look at look at the result. Like, close my eyes and like look at the result. 
probably self-preservation you know that's 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 what it's about or do i go i go full tomato why don't you go what about you fly out there front row (laughs) i know about this hold up hold up hold up a sign that says uh hose before soaps yes i feel like we just got to end it there (laughs) it's only gonna go downhill (laughs) we lost everyone about half an hour ago but i know uh, i know good show connor (laughs) all right peace see you monday see you thanks for listening to another show on sqr squash radio We really do appreciate you taking the time to listen. And we have a quick ask. In an effort to help us grow, if you have a quick minute, please consider sharing an episode with a friend who might be interested or leaving a rating on any of the platforms you listen to your podcast. It would mean a lot to me and the rest of the team. Thanks so much and have a great day.